Hello everyone and welcome back to more Knowing Wheel. Today we return for episode 65. Not only of course the episode number of this series but also the amount of degrees centigrade uh, it currently is in the UK. As always I'm joined by Jamie183. How, how are we doing mate? I'm good. I'm uh, yeah, quite warm in my room in Manchester but uh, yep. I was less warm at three, 3 o'clock today when we were meant to be recording this. And actually did yeah. start recording this. Um, yeah, we got we got a good <laughs> 10 minutes in, didn't we? And yeah. then apparently I live in... Well, I don't even know. Someone that doesn't middle, keep power middle ages. very long. The Middle Ages, yeah, pretty much. Because whenever it gets warm here, I lose any sense of first world necessities anymore. I, I lost the power for about three hours um, because I live on the top of a hill. And because um, but, of that, oh, I'm oh, now extra warm doing this podcast, and I'm not very happy. Yes, but I've cooled down a little bit. This has worked nicely for me, so, you know, we, we won't we won't talk too much about that. But, you know, at the time, if you're listening to this on, on Tuesday, when this has hopefully gone live, you know, grab a grab a cool drink, sit down, relax, and enjoy the, the smooth, sultry tones of Jamie and I getting angry mainly this week about Formula <laughs> One. Yes, we're back! Of course, it's the French Grand Prix this weekend, though, Jamie. Often... Le Castellet has, I mean, it, it, everyone thought it was a snooze fest, and then last year it was quite a decent race. What What are you expecting this year? Yeah, I think you've basically summed it up. It's kind of like, it's one of those tracks that I always find it quite hard to get excited for before the race, because I, I don't know about you, but like when you're in race week before like Spain, or what's another one that isn't very good? Monaco. Uh, <laughs> Monaco lulls me into a Monaco's sense of weirdly, isn't it? Yeah, but tracks that you and Zandvoort, for instance, you're not you're not expecting a great race. I just think, oh, okay, F1's on. I will obviously watch it. Apart from I can't watch it this weekend, but I usually will always watch it. But I don't get my hopes up because I just don't expect very no. much. But you never know. New cars, new 2022 cars have been pretty okay at following each other, which has been the big problem at France um, in the past few years. Although saying that, last year it was probably in the top like four or five races of the season like it was a pretty good race um, and um yeah, yeah we'll have to wait and see what it delivers this time but uh yeah hopefully hopefully it's a good one yeah and i mean i've i've weirdly got high hopes for la castella this weekend i'm sure by saying that that is going to completely come back to bite me um but i also completely forgot i've been very unprofessional today and haven't linked uh, you know check out i know check out I, the links I was gonna address it down below thought, nah, we'll you should have it. addressed it because i've been very <laughs> unprofessional there uh spotify you know if, you, if you're watching this on youtube and you don't want to see our sweaty mugs definitely recommend going back and checking out the podcast on spotify uh, we've got manscaped we've got f1 merch we've got fanatech we've got clips what else am i forgetting jamie buy bit as well of course, the big bit? one no. buy bit as well yeah that's obviously the most important one um but yeah <laughs> Le Castellet, though, like I said, I've got weirdly high hopes for this weekend, which I think are going to come back to haunt me. But this has sort of been the other thing I've been thinking about with the French Grand Prix recently. You know, France, it's got so much history when it comes to the motor car in general and obviously the birthplace, really, of motorsport. You'd really expect it to be a country that just has, like, one hub of a racetrack that is, like, out and out, always the French Grand Prix. And it's just never had it. Exactly, yeah. You want, like, your Silverstone or your Spa or even, yeah, yeah, you, yeah you, I'm trying to think of others. Monza. Um, Monza, no. yeah, that's always the other Imola's big example. Imola's quite good yeah. as well, I guess. But no, Imola's quite is... good, but then again, so is Zandvoort in Belgium. Yeah. So is Donington Park or Snetterton Zandvoort or Brands in the UK. Zandvoort's in Belgium. Sorry, not Zandvoort, Zolder. I always get the two <laughs> muddled up and it always annoys me that I it's do. It's all Zs, isn't it? Nah, France, exactly. yeah, you expect 
like you obviously got Le Mans, which is very iconic, but not yes less so in Formula One because well, I think you're completely pointless in Formula One. Well, they've been there, haven't they, in the past? Or am I making another? They went to Le Mans Bugatti one year, and I yeah. really think they need to make a return there. I think they should try something. I think Le Mans has so much history, so much like I don't know. It's almost like you went when F1 was in Indianapolis, like it'd be that kind of equivalent where it's not it's not got the history in a Formula One, but in motorsport generally, it's well worth F1 trying to put down roots there. I think because we've seen same with USA, like I just said, but also in France, they've struggled to really get a consistent place. We was at Manicor for a bit. It was at Reim Rem Reim back in the day. Um, yeah. Obviously, I'd like Castellet since 2018. Um, yep. But it's it deserves. I mean, a they've racetrack. had so many, haven't they? I mean, even yeah. you look at tracks like Poe, for example. Of course, wouldn't stand a chance no. with a modern Formula One car, but still a brilliant little circuit in the south of France. But yeah, yeah it's just like I said. I personally, if I was looking anywhere, you know, you, you'd want to be either looking back at. Um, Magni Corp, that would be very... I don't think it would provide particularly brilliant racing. Still, I think a lot of the nostalgia around it is the fact you could just hear V10 screaming everywhere. Um, but you that think down so small that... as well. It looks it yeah. narrow and small in 2008 cars. So yes. tiny now. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I mean, yeah, you could get you could get some sense down the Adelaide hairpin, couldn't you? Things like that. But yeah, yeah if, I was, <laughs> if I was the head honcho at Formula 1, I would be trying to push towards whether you could run a race, say, the weekend before Le Mans 24 at Le Mans Bugatti or something like that. Mm. It would be like, so I cool wonder, to see F1 cars at Le Mans. I do wonder whether there is going to be a push in the future uh, to sort of see F1 overlap potentially with other series. You know, I'm, I'm just thinking in my head, say, for example, you have a Formula 1 race the weekend before Le Mans at Le Mans. You know, a Formula 1 race the weekend before Nerve 24. Something like that, or even they go to the Indy GP circuit. Obviously, yeah. they I know they do a Indy car race on the Grand Prix layout as well. But you know, even I mean NASCAR and Indy car spoke more about doing a combined event at Indy. You know, you chuck Formula One in there as well. Things could get you can have a yeah. absolute madness of a weekend. Yeah, I I think F one is too big to run at the same time as those kind of things. But yeah, it's it's. Possible. I think they like to believe they're too big, but yeah, I don't maybe. think it would be detrimental. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we'll have to wait and see, though. But um, the reason we're speaking of the French Grand Prix, the future of the French Grand Prix, is because it's, at least in the short term, a little bit in doubt. Um, there's been some some talk on Twitter from fairly fairly respected sources this week uh, that 2023 like calendar... Sorry, that was a terrible yeah, That was awful. I'm going to move on from that. Uh, 2023 F1 calendar has kind of been almost set in stone now and it looks like it gains a race in south africa at kyle army which is amazing um but it may be losing the french grand prix and more sadly the belgian grand prix for 2023 at spa which yeah yeah it's kind of been whispered about for a while but no one really thought it would happen but it looks like it might be happening which is an absolute travesty Spa needs this year a good race. It was a brilliant track to watch qualifying runs on over the last few years, but it was not a great track for that generation of Formula One cars. But you cannot lose Spa. I'm sorry. It is the second best racetrack in the world, by far and away the best Formula One circuit, uh, only behind the Nordschleife, for those asking. It's the second best no. racetrack in the world. <laughs> I thought you were going to say the Nordschleife is a better F1 circuit. I don't think so. <laughs> the Nordschleife, yeah, was not quite a better F1 circuit. It was a little bit ridiculous then. Um, but, yeah, I, I don't... Because, I mean, we've already lost Spa twice. 
in the 21st century, Jamie. Can Only... you name me both years? Oh, is this the trivia? No. Or, no, okay. Trivia is coming later. Uh, one of them, they didn't go there. Coming later. They didn't go there in 20... Oh. Oh, dear. Uh, late 2000s. I think it was... Oh, what was I think it was 06 when they put the new chicane in for 07. So they missed 06. Is that right? Maybe that's not right. I'm I'm losing it. Oh no. I'm Can't pretty certain that's right. Because I so definitely Dave, know the other year. The other year. Well basically Raikkonen won all of them in the two thousands that actually happened. Up until oh eight and nine. No, he won oh nine, didn't he? So Raikkonen won four, five and then seven was the one No, he won seven as well. So eight was the one. It was, was... it was six. It was yes. six. Yeah, yeah. And I don't can know. you name the know. other year? Uh, well, they definitely raced there in 2000 because that was Hackett and Schumacher. Yep. Raikkonen won in those. Just looking for a number. Yeah, I know. I'm trying to go through. It would be a complete guess, to be honest. I'm going to go 2001. No. 2003. Ah, oh, oh, close enough. Knew it was an early Which, one. Which, again, was for renovations. Fair. Yeah, so it's 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 been on and off, but those have been like planned Not really on for off. a year. Yeah, yeah. So I hopefully mean, this isn't the end. Yeah, exactly. I mean, like I said, you know, I everyone that watches my other videos, you know, whenever I get back to the Belgian Grand Prix, I give it about a two minutes one song about how much <laughs> I love it. You know, I've done literally thousands of laps around Spa uh, on on the sim. Sadly, you know, we we've, we've both been to the Grand Prix there as well. Jamie's actually going back I'm in going a couple of year. months' time, aren't you? Yep, so you might get to see them through the roof because it's now exactly. the last Belgian Grand Prix. They certainly, I tell you what, they probably actually have done a yeah. huge jump forward. Um, but yeah, that being said, though, let's let's also sort of try and focus on the positive quickly. Africa is getting a Formula One Grand Prix again, and Kyle Army, not a hundred percent sure it's going to be an incredible track for modern Formula One cars, but it's a brilliant little circuit. Yes, and as someone's revving outside, apologies you can hear that, but my window is very much open on this evening. But um, yeah, Kailami, I haven't ever really seen a race there. Obviously, neither have seen a live one. Um, but yeah, yeah it's, neither it's has very, been there. No, it's very, very important to have a race in every continent that people live on, in my opinion. Um, so yeah, the fact there hasn't been a race in Africa for so long is, yeah, a massive shame. So, but it's good that F1 have kind of seemingly addressed that, although it's not actually like official yet. But it's very much no. But Perez, no, it was DHL. Like what DHL have apparently confirmed it, haven't they? They accidentally mm. leaked something about it. Yeah, so it's it's very very likely to happen, which is really good news for Formula One. And I, I think the last couple of tracks, like I don't know, back in like early 2010s, they were like yeah, when they, they were, were trying going, to expand that way, they were going yeah. to countries that like they thought they could build a fan base in whereas now yeah. i feel like they're going to countries which have a fan base that's not got a and race track which is cool let's also not forget the fact that formula one now is actually building a fan base rather than hemorrhaging yeah. viewers every year yeah so yeah. you know it does make sense now to actually try and be expanding into different areas again because i mean let's be fair last year's cars at uh india would have been incredible Career oh, yeah. as well would have been another really good shout. Actually. Yeah, you it's a bit of a shame that Herman Salka like did his best work in tracks that are no longer on the calendar. But um, yeah, 
yeah, we'll we'll let him off for that one because uh, yeah, because those two circuits <laughs> would have been brilliant, wouldn't they? What's the other one? Yeah, I feel yeah. like I'm forgetting from that. Era. Well, Malaysia was one of his, which is Malaysia, yeah, as well. But we did get one race there. Um, technically, that regulations of cars. Um, but yeah, Malaysia desperately needs to come back as well. I mean, this is the problem, isn't it, now? Formula One has got to a point now where we've definitely got, what, probably 30 tracks we need? <laughs> yeah, almost like the number of drivers we need to get a seat as well. <laughs> if Formula One needs to run like a series where you only have to do like 20 races a year, and you get like I think what they, scores, a genuine they host option, like two races a weekend. A genuine option, it would be really, really impractical to try and implement, but getting like racetracks almost paired up and having a year on year off with each other almost yeah, like the that one they'd have to and, Hockenheim, and Hockenheim yeah. did like they could do that I don't know with like say they do that in Belgium and Netherlands they have one year of Spa one year of Zandvoort oh just give like, it both years to Spa <laughs> if you're gonna do that but stuff like that or maybe with um what are those Spain and France like, Spain and France that makes sense yeah stuff like that where you you get you sort of satisfy both fan bases but and also have both tracks as often as possible on the calendars. Obviously, all the contracts are so far in the future that it'd be very impractical to do. Yeah, it wouldn't happen. But, but still, yeah. we can we can dream. We can dream. That'd be in our yeah. in our perfect little world, wouldn't it? Because I mean, it did yeah. work quite well between Hockenheim and Nerv, didn't it, for a few years? Yeah, yeah. But that yeah. was just because Germany didn't want to pay for either of them. No. And it was especially um, weird when Nürburgring stopped, so they just went to Hockenheim every other year for a bit instead. Yes, yeah, which was even more bizarre. Because then, of course, yeah. obviously the way we look at things is obviously the F1 games. And that then yeah, meant yeah. that on F1 2015, you could still race at the Hockenheim, even though it was on the wrong year's game. Yeah. But you could only race it on one game mode that then wasn't normally in the game. <laughs> it was a weird time. It was a very, very weird yes. time. But we need both um, of those, well, at least one of those tracks back as well, in my opinion. Oh, yeah, Germany. Hockey, oh, Germany, how stupid Hockenheim, is that? I prefer then. No, no. You want no. Much, much better. Much, Shall we move on better. from F1 calendar let's, talk for 10 minutes or yeah, so? Let, let's move on. Well, let's move off from the future and back to the present. Yes. And, yeah, Paul Ricard is happening this weekend. Uh, we kind of touched that very briefly at the start, but it should... It should uh, be an okay in terms of competitiveness should should be an okay race because yeah we saw at Silverstone um, Mercedes were kind of okay when the track wasn't really bumpy and Le Castellet is definitely not bumpy um, it's in fact very smooth much like Silverstone so yeah Mercedes could be back could be back for more fighting at the front because it's been so long and they've been so starved of victory that exactly 230 <laughs> days now, so it's mad since Hamilton's last win. Wow, should only be 220 off, but hey, <laughs> um, well, maybe speaking of, speak, I'm gonna try there and shoehorn in a segue, Jamie, so oh, I don't go. forget about this week's quiz. Okay, <laughs> speaking of recent winners, here we go. Let's, I am gonna give you one minute for this week's quiz. There have been, let me just double check again, I don't get my number wrong. Okay, race winners are generally I'm quite good at, so... There have been 14 Formula 1 drivers to have won Grand Prix that have hailed from France this weekend. Oh dear, okay. Your job is to, once I've got a timer... I'm not going to get all of them. ...to name... I don't know why I've got a timer for 9 minutes and 25 seconds, that seems oddly specific. (laughs) I'm giving you way too much time to think about it now. You've got one minute, Jamie. 14. On the clock. 14 okay. drivers. Ready? 3, 2, 1, go. Okay. Prost. Yep. Alacy. 
Gasly. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, who is the other, the other 90s one? Uh, oh, no. Uh, Trintignon. Or Trintignon or yeah, something. Yeah, that is um, not one Francois I was uh, um, yeah. Oh, Oliver, Olivier Panis. <laughs> yeah, you almost gave him his top gear name, didn't you? I did. Uh, I'm really struggling now. There's so many more, though. It's so weird. French. I can see myself in my timer. French drivers. French. This is so old, though, isn't it? I'm I'm in the mud. 20 seconds. I feel like I've got all the ones from the, since, like, the 90s onwards, but that's not very many. Um, A lot of them still I've recognised the name of. Did I say so there? 10 yeah. seconds. Um, yeah. Oh, Pironi, Arnu. Um, uh, Jabouy. Yeah. Jabouy. Yep. Oh, that's a decent effort, I think. 1-0. Oh, so, how many more? you got... Uh, well, I mean, you're going to kick yourself. How many did I miss? I got the only world champion, so that's not too bad. You got the only world champion, yet you missed out five. That's actually been one of the worst scores we've had so far. That's not that. Is... That's quite a hard topic. It is. It is quite a hard topic. What did I miss? Except you forgot Esteban Ocon. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, his win was irrelevant, so that's fine. Yes, so was Gasly's. <laughs> you, yeah, Ga then, I like Gasly, so it's all good. Other ones I thought you might get. Jacques Lafitte. Oh, yeah, I could have got him. Patrick Tombay and Patrick Depaye. I would have got them with enough time. I feel like they're quite... I hadn't heard of one of them you mentioned, to be fair, off the top of my head. Trissignon. Um... Yes, uh, yeah. and then the other one was Jean-Pierre Beltois. Oh yeah, I could have got I could have got that with enough time, but if I had uh, like ten minutes, I reckon I'd back myself. Yeah, but. so do I. But you don't. <laughs> now, that's for not one bonus point to okay. save yourself this week, Jamie. We've got a <laughs> bonus score. Can you tell me how many points every French driver in Formula How am I going to do that? How am I going to do? I'm that? willing to give you. A thousand bonus points if you get this bang on. There's no way I'm going to get that bang on. Okay. Well, think about it logically. Yep. Obviously, you the point system changed in 2010. Yep. So you've had, like, Grosjean. Jamie, I'm just been... going to level with you. You're not going to get this. <laughs> no, I know. I want to get it within the ballpark, though. If you can so... get it within, let's say, 100. Grosjean has probably averaged about Six 70, points a year. 80 points per year. Right, okay. In his in his time in Formula One since the points change. Gasly's probably averaged about the same, sixty ish. So say that's six hundred for Grosjean. It's about three hundred for Gasly. And it's about three hundred for Ocon as well. That's that's twelve hundred. Yeah. Plus whatever Prost got, which is an awful lot. I reckon he got at least four or five hundred in the old points. Well he would have actually will... got at least five hundred because he had Actually, yeah, oh, yeah. No, four yeah. world championships, yeah. Alright, well, I'll 50 go. Wins was what I was thinking. For total. Yeah. Uh, it's got to be around 2,000, I would guess. Maybe a bit more. I'll go 2,350. Wrong. How many? You are actually way under. Oh, really? Yes. Fair. It, I forgot. I, the, I, like I said, I was going to give you 1,000 bonus points if you got this bang on. Because <laughs> it's that? actually. 3,426.47 points. Right. This is the one-seventh of a point from the 50s, yeah. <laughs> but what I don't get with that one-seventh of a point from the 50s is there's then also someone there that also must have earned three-tenths. Yeah. Or someone that 
No, because even then, if someone earned a half point, someone then automatically earned three tenths of a point. Yeah, that's so. F one. I read that on wild, which is most of where seven points. Most of where the French drivers hail is from the nineteen fifties. So yes, yeah. Well, you did. Let us know how you found the trivia. Yes, that was very very hard, but I like the level. I like the level we're going for. (laughs) Good, good. So nine out of fourteen is yeah, like I said, probably one of the worst scores we've had so far this year. But I know by saying all this. Jamie is now going to try and make me name every Aboriginal Formula One driver from 1962 <laughs> or something like that next week. So I'll, I'll make sure you get yourself subscribed for that. Yeah, yeah. Do it. And speaking of French drivers, we're going to be speaking of a French driver's teammate, actually. Uh, <laughs> what <Snowder>. a segue. <laughs> yes, because I think we covered it a few weeks ago, but um, Helmut Marco, who is a, sometimes a bit deranged. Um, to sometimes? Yeah, maybe. Actually, I can't say that. I shared a Red Bull. Yeah, you've literally been in hospitality with him, so you can't say that. I have, yeah. His (laughs) Um, eye looks even weirder up close. (laughs) Yeah, he labelled Sonoda as a problem child after the Silverstone crash with Gasly, um, which was completely Sonoda's fault. It was very foolish to do. Um, Yeah, Gasly should have been driving quicker, but yeah. (laughs) So... Yeah, for, thankfully for Sonoda, um, his own boss, Franz Tost, has got his back a little bit um, and said, yeah, he, I quote, I like problem children, is what Franz Tost said. <laughs> Which... Which really does suit the Franz Tost weird agenda. He's such a character, because let's isn't be he? Fair, but such a character in the weirdest of ways. Yeah. Like, you can't work out if he's quite funny or just the saddest meeting. Like, it wouldn't surprise me if it came out years from now that he's actually the one pulling the strings over Helmut Marco or something <laughs> yeah, bizarre maybe. like that. Yeah. Because he just, like, it's always the big one for us, isn't it? The most, like, new Formula One fans quite like Franz Tost, I think, don't they? Because they yeah. don't realise he's just such a miserable git. Like, the one that always <laughs> yeah. sticks out to us too, isn't it? Was Secret him Santa. a few years ago saying he doesn't like Christmas. Yeah. Check out. Like, what are you um, planning to do over <clears throat> Christmas? Nothing. I don't like it. You know, like, yeah, have was, some chill. Yeah, he hates Christmas. Uh, he is the yep. literal F one Grinch. Yeah. Um, but it is mid July, so we'll, perhaps <laughs> we'll it, perhaps he's like their version of Krampus. Yeah. <laughs> because but, he um, hates yeah, Christmas actually, and likes problem children. They've um, they've got Sonoda a psychiatrist, which he had in Formula Two apparently, but then didn't keep on in F one. But now he's going to restart okay. with his psychiatrist again. So. Maybe he'll stop, like being so mental on the radio. But we we have to wait and see. But I yeah, mean, my favourite one was still my dad after he crashed out of Canada, when he was walking back to the pits. My dad went to me. Do you reckon he gets upset? You know, when he can't drive the car because he's got homework to do. <laughs> that is such a boomer F one time thing to say. <laughs> it did make me chuckle though, which is, I think says more about my lack of humour than yeah, anything else. Yeah, yeah, I think it does. But yeah, but, uh, Yuki Sonoda, problem child, and Franz Tost's favourite person in the world, which might not be a good thing. You don't no. know. I just wouldn't bank on him getting you anything nice for Christmas. No. But keeping on, this is a brilliant segue, the theme of Japanese involvement with Formula One. Love that. Honda are back. Uh, but they never yeah, really uh, left, did they? They never really uh, left. Honda they got so odd. <laughs> they got rebranded to Red Bull Powertrains. They're doing quite well, so Honda are like... But yeah, we'll, No, that's we'll not what's back. actually happened, though. No, it's not, is so, it? What, what's really gone down is, of course, Red Bull have relabeled it, Red Bull Powertrains. It's basically still a Honda Power unit. Red Bull were then told, because, of course, they've labelled it now as Red Bull Powertrains, 
that when the new regulations come in in 2026, they were going to be allowed more mileage and obviously more testing time because they were a new engine supplier. Every other team, of course, has turned around and gone, well, that's ridiculous because they're not new. They're going to be yeah. doing these engines for about Everyone's five years. Everyone's going to rename their engine to something new. Yeah. So, I mean, it's going to be like Mercedes AMG Patronus version two or something like that. I yeah. I was, I was going nowhere with that. You're clutching. Um, they, they call it Maybach. That's what they do. Or yeah. Smart. They come up with a smart. <laughs> Powered Formula by Smart. <laughs> Powered by Smart, yeah. Um, but so obviously everyone else has turned around and gone, well, that's ridiculous. So they've kind of just slapped on the logos back on it. Although, saying that, when I was at the Red Bull factory a couple of weeks ago, I did see the, I can never remember his name, the head honcho from Honda. Oh, I can picture his face because he was around yes. at Silverstone, wasn't he, on the grid? Yeah. Um, F1 engine man. I'm going to Google <laughs> If it comes up with the right thing, I'm going to be amazed. What's Is it his Tanabe? name? Tanabe? I'm not sure. But it is Tanabe! So, it came up oh, with well the right done. thing! <laughs> That's well incredible. Done, well done, Google. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. I've, I've saw a talk of... Honda wanted to come back as a factory team this time. Oh, I had not seen this. No, I've I seen, I think Will Buxton tweeted something about it, but like they're kind of flirting with the idea of taking over AlphaTauri completely. Um, That's a good shame. Which, bringing back the Honda name after they were sold to Ross Braun for a quid back in 2008. Um, yeah, it would be interesting to see. I think it would be a weird dynamic because that would be kind of right, like Red Bull like binning off their junior like program i guess like making closer ties with williams they could keep on doing that but yeah it'd be actually. interesting because i don't think if honda wanted to do a like a factory team they wouldn't really be having two red bull young drivers you don't think well they'd have sonoda and awasa is what would happen yeah definitely exactly but we That's are talking about 2026 which is when the new engine regs are for they yeah. probably not want to come back before that. But then by so then, it's Sonoda be and Awasa. Awasa and um, Juju Noda or something like that instead. <laughs> no idea who that is. <laughs> Juju Noda? She's like that 14-year-old that set track records in Japan. Oh, well like, done. There you go. <laughs> different little car and, venues. And uh, then she went into Kamui Kobayashi with team principal. Hang. It's going to be Kamui Kobayashi as team principal. Although, actually saying that, Kobayashi owns... Bring him back. No, Kobayashi owns now a big part of Toyota's LMP1 programme. Really? Does he still drive yeah. for Yeah. He still drives for him as well. well and he owns one of the cars. Yeah. So that could be a credible... If Kobayashi's team principal in 2026... Yeah, all I'm thinking is there, Jamie, he's, he works with Toyota, not Honda. Oh, yeah. Honda and Toyota are quite quite rivals, quite aren't Quite bitter they? rivals, finally. Yeah. <laughs> in, like Super GT and things. Oh, well, Super things Formula can change in four years. You never know. Yeah, exactly. I mean, there's more and more talks, isn't there, still, about Porsche potentially coming in to poach Red Bull. Um, that's Andretti's gone a bit quiet for that. Yeah, that's been a bit disappointing, to be honest, because mm. I really did want to see Andretti get in. Um, but, you know, I think a lot of people are still against that. You know, there we, we say that, though. Get what's-his-face from Formula 2 up. Logan Sargent. And I reckon there'd be a big push from Liberty and the FOM. Especially and the if he's able to win it, because if you can't do FC, yeah. F2 again. Yeah, I reckon there'd be a big push towards... Even if he doesn't win this year and does next year. You know, Andretti, mm. what, the targeting 2024, wasn't it? I think it yeah, was 23 could... there originally. I think so, they originally said 23 yeah. and then said more realistically 24, weren't they? I think that's how you get... Logan Sargent, I didn't think I was going to say this, but you need to keep doing well, mate. I like Logan Sargent. I hope he does well. 
Fair enough. There, there you go. I've pretty much just sent him to the abattoir there, haven't you? Yeah, that's it. That's his career done. <laughs> there we go. He's not going to finish another race this year. <laughs> um, speaking of which, Jake Hughes. Oh. Off. These, these segues are unbelievable. These, we are buttery smooth with the segues this week. Jake Hughes. Yeah, we'll, we'll do a quick brief mention towards Formula 2. He's not racing this week or next week because uh, he's got COVID. Yeah, which apparently 1 in 20 in the UK have it at the minute. So, I mean, we might I have was it, one of those last week. I yeah, won't anymore. I'm, I just had it. If I got it again, I haven't, I'm going to be... In... I, I haven't tested it about, about six months, so I don't know. I don't think anyone but, is anymore, yeah. are they? Jake Hughes, uh, not not racing for VAR Motorsport. Yeah. Um, so, did you say who it was replacing? It is David Beckman. Yes, who seems like such a reserve driver in Formula 2, basically, which you don't well, really have. I'm waiting for Roberto Mary to end up in three cars at once. Well, Roberto Mary is continuing in Ralph Boschen's car. After he is. He's got a podium finish, which he forgot to mention. We, yeah, he should we have won. He should have won, week. but then the FIA gave him a penalty. Roberto Mary should have won a Formula 2 race six a years race, after he raced in Formula 1. Yeah. Seven How years. How just bizarre is that? It's seven years. God, yeah, seven years, isn't it? <laughs> That's just so bizarre. Um, yes. Speaking of, though, other drivers that have been in Formula 1 cars... <laughs> Not quite seven years ago. That's more not recently. quite as smooth. That, that was went. that was as smooth as a teenager's face. That <laughs> crossover. Um, Colton Herter. There were rumours yeah. that he was going to be testing the McLaren at Portimao, and we saw some footage this week that confirmed it. And then he yeah. tweeted it as well, which kind of made it obvious. And his times apparently were fairly competitive. And I mean, that's McLaren... not that difficult against Daniel Ricciardo. No, to be fair, McLaren have been very like careful in their wording of a lot of the stuff surrounding ricardo because they've committed they've kind of said ricardo will continue racing for mclaren in 2023 they have not yet said formula one which no i noticed it's a complete conspiracy but you never know they've just signed up another guy i I can't remember his name now alex pelo alex pelo who is an indie car driver yeah yeah i know my stuff there we go (laughs) That's uh, about as far as my knowledge goes, but they're they're really bolstering their roster. They've all, they've got Felix da Costa as well. Have I made that up? I don't know about that one, to be honest. But yeah, they've got a lot of good drivers, and Colton Hurt is one of them. And yeah, they've Daniel got, Ricciardo isn't. Daniel Ricciardo maybe is less less of a good one, but we'll have to wait and see. Ricciardo obviously isn't going to quit like of his own accord. Um, he's basically um, confirmed. He has I confirmed that. Say that. Well, he's confirmed he's not going to walk off. No, he no, I don't, don't think he'd leave mid-season. Right? He's not going to do a Damon Hill or anything like that, no. I don't think. Um, but, but I still want to back the little cheeky little Gasly to McLaren, even though both of them are under contract. No, not going to happen. I think <laughs> if, if McLaren are going to bring anyone in now, it's either going to be Herter or Piastri. Maybe. Piastri still needs a seat somewhere, which... Yeah, Alonso isn't leaving anytime soon. No. <laughs> I also love Alonso's comments this week saying it's not his fault young drivers aren't getting seats, it's the slow drivers. That's true. I he's getting for that. He's getting beaten by Ocon this year. No, but he's not really, is he? He is. He's been better than Ocon and just had horrendous luck. I wouldn't I wouldn't say he's been I would, uh, he's on occasion at least, been better than Ocon, but I'd say they've been path. pretty even, yeah. Yeah. But it's but only we're not saying Ocon. we're not saying that Ocon should be binned from the sport. It's the drivers. I mean, there's one. Yeah, but I'm just sort of saying, Alonso, give it up, mate. Nah, he's still no? top ten on the grid. Wow. 
Wow. <laughs> the the bottom ten are the ones you're looking at Piastri replacing. Like you can't. I don't know. It seems harsh to say that Alonso should leave when there's other drivers that are definitely worse than Alonso still here. Oh yeah, but he's also got to get out at some point. <laughs> yeah, we'll have um, to wait and see. I don't see it happening for twenty three. But no, no. Speaking of other young drivers, though, Jamie, your man Joe Grant Yu's probably quaking in his boots because no, Fred Vasseur is. <laughs> really really looking to push Teo Porcher into more FP1 outings yeah which I think everyone kind of expected Teo to win F2 this year he's been unlucky I, on occasion as well he has been unlucky but also he's not been as good as Drogovic but then Drogovic is about five years older so yeah it makes I mean, a little I think, bit of sense yeah um, With- but unfortunately for Teo I don't it's only his second season in F2 I don't think he's gonna win it this year unless something massive turns around between now and the end of the season um, Which isn't impossible, it's but not impossible, unlikely. But Drogovic's consistency doesn't look like falling off anytime soon, so it's going to be hard no. to overthrow that. Um, but yeah, Teo getting more miles in a car, a Volvo car. He's definitely going to be in F1 eventually, I think. Um, yeah. Yeah, we'll have to wait and see. I think FP1 outings, yeah. Basically, I'm thinking about when, when Joe signed for Alpha, everyone was like, don't get hopes up, it's only for a year, and then Teo's getting the seat. I don't see that He might that get happening. one more year. I think Joe has done good enough to earn another year at least and actually get one home Grand Prix. Depends how much pressure there is though, doesn't it? Because, I mean, From if where? Porcher delivers well, if Porcher delivers, they, they want Porcher... Because let's be fair, Porcher is a hot commodity still. A lot yeah. of it's due to the fact he's still very young, but mm. he is... Certainly, if he gets his act together in the second half of the year, he, he has a way of building a lot of support around him. Yeah, definitely. And let's be fair, you can't even argue, even as a Joe Guanyu fan, he never really did build up that sort of hype, did he? No, not really. He was very solid and consistent, but never really had that excitement of this guy's special. He didn't, he didn't have that X factor. No. Unlike I think Teo last Porcher. year in F2, it was only really Piastri and Porcher. You could argue did. Yeah, yeah, and for two slightly different reasons, wasn't it? Piastri's yeah. was just because he was rapid all year. And really and I mean, he was... It wasn't even in Prima's plan for him to win F2 that no, year. He'd no. signed a two-year deal with him. Um, mm. But, yeah, then, of course, Porchette, just because, obviously, he was so young as well coming into it. But, yeah, I mean, I, I don't think we're going to see a world where Theo, Theo Porchette, sorry, doesn't get a drive with Alfa Romeo at some point because he's, you know, one of their only junior drivers. Um, mm. But it really is just a question of whether Bottas... And, again, Bottas, you know, he's been vibing this year. He seems to have found his yes. love for Formula yeah. 1 again. You know, he did sort of wonder whether he might sort of do a couple of years at Alpha and then sort of call it a day there. Um, but I'm not so convinced nowadays. No, I think Bottas seems very happy. Um, certainly much the happier only... than he was at, as Hamilton's teammate. Yeah. The only way I can sort of see Bottas going anytime soon is if he was offered a seat somewhere else in a different motorsport. I mean, like rallying or something like that. Yeah, You know, maybe. whether he's just sort of got that itch he wants to scratch elsewhere, perhaps. Yeah, perhaps. But... Same as with uh, like Colton Hurt and I don't, I don't think Porsche well, what, have much yeah. of a shot in F1 for next year at least. No, what I mean, really, what you need there is Herter and um, the Aust- uh, the American F2 guy. I always forget his name. Logan Sargent. Logan Sargent. Sorry, I mean that is the most American name it's in the so world. So American. Can we just add? <laughs> but they need Andretti to come in. Yeah. Alpine. Desperately need a junior team. <laughs> it's been and a while you since lob Pia- You lob Piastri and Joe in there. And then get Teo the um, Alfa Romeo seat. Yeah. 
And then you got 24 cars. Bring in Porsche as well. They can have their own team. Honda gets an extra team as well. 30 cars. <laughs> Pre-qualifying's back. Bob's your uncle. Latifi never seen on a Formula 1 grid again. Yeah. Let's talk yeah. quickly, actually, Jamie, about Nicholas's Latifi. Because I think we've all kind of accepted he's going at the end of the year. Yeah. But there's still more and more interesting conversations about who might be getting his seat. Now, for quite mm. a while, more recently, we've kind of just accepted it was Oscar Piastri. Yes. However, it was actually, uh, I think it was Daniel Apt in Formula E that made an interesting comment this week in New York saying that Nick DeFries, apparently, <laughs> will struggle to re-sign for the long term in Formula E with a contract he's recently signed. There's no way. I don't, I don't buy it for a second. That <laughs> Like, the fact Nick DeVries still gets brought up in conversations for Formula 1 seats. How many years after he won F2? Only three, isn't it? He, two uh, or three. 2019, wasn't it? But 2019 so two, was also then. his third season. You say the same thing about Joe Guanyu and he never even won it. Mm. I've just, you, I just... That's completely crumbled your house of cards there. It has I? a little bit. But I don't buy that for a single second. I think... What that the very legitimate to... fact? No, that's that's obviously a fact, but I don't think it suggests that he's going to get a seat in F one. I could see and... him going to Williams for a year, just because Mercedes might try and egg Piastri, unless of course Piastri then was going towards McLaren, and maybe then you know Mercedes were going, you know, we might want to keep an eye on him. I think we'll you'd give, rather we'll give have... you some cheap engines. Like if you're Williams, you'd probably rather have Logan Sargent because he's their own young driver. Yeah, but Williams don't really get 27. much say on these things, do they? No, I guess. Albon just got shoved in there because Red Bull wanted to. <laughs> Williams yeah. kind of just end up with a driver each year. Yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah, I would quite like to see, well, first choice of a Piastri, but if Piastri ends up at McLaren, I think a Sergeant Albon lineup could be quite cool. I tell you what, for how dull the F1 transfer season is going to be, we don't have to know how to make it exciting, don't we? Yeah, exactly. I don't know how I've rambled on about such minor news for so long, but we there always we go. We have. find this a way. This is what the podcast is about. <laughs> yep. Let's. Should we go into our final talking point of the day, then, Jamie? Let's do it. Let's do yeah. French Grand Prix predictions. Top three <laughs> pole position. Are you going first or am I going first? Let's just remind everyone that I'm winning again. Uh, We've said that all season. <laughs> I'm on forty-five. Matt's on thirty-two. I'm Absolutely closing the gap. So you can go first. Thank you very much. La Castellet. Charles Leclerc pole. Charles Leclerc race victory. Max Verstappen. Hamilton. Ooh, the triple team podium. Interesting. Hamilton's on a three podium streak. Let's not he forget. Is, actually. Only, is it three? I thought it was Canada, two. Canada? No, three. Yeah, Austria. Yeah, yeah. Everyone forgets Excellent. Canada. I do, yeah. Um, I will go a Max Verstappen pole, surprisingly. I will go a Max Verstappen race win. Ooh. <laughs> Where do I go next? I've There's so many drivers to choose from. It could be a six-way six fight for the win. How I'm how I'm billing it. Um, Verstappen win. This is hard. Perez second place. 
Oh. And George Russell in third. No Ferrari on the podium. We're going so different. It's a joke. One of us. That is kind of mad, isn't it? I'm going to get screwed over again because Jamie somehow loves this every (laughs) single week. Um, Red below P. Ferrari going to fall apart. Fair enough. Going too well for him. Surprise me. What do you mean he's going too well? One of their engines actually blew up last week. Yeah, but they've won two races in a row. That's that's well for Ferrari. That's a very good point, actually. Yeah, yeah, it will all go wrong then. Ferrari never going to win again now. Um, <laughs> there we go, though. Predictions locked in, ready for the French Grand Prix. Let us know down in the comments below your thoughts and feelings as well as well as your top three and your pole position. Is there anything else, Jamie, to add this week? I don't believe so. I just would then quickly like to add a massive thank you from me for 70,000 subscribers now. Less than 30k to go until we hit the big old 100,000 on the channel. So, you know, if you're new around here and you're not already, please do make sure you click that subscribe button as well. You know, help us get one step closer. The support just still on F122 uh, is absolutely mind-blowing. I mean, now we're, what, just over a month away till F1 Manager as well. Uh, So things are certainly going to get very very exciting but yeah thank you all so much for watching slash listening if you have enjoyed please do make sure i leave a like and get yourself subscribed and we will return next week then to recap the craziest french grand prix (laughs) of all time